Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's just me here, nobody else. <laughs> there was nobody here behind me literally five seconds ago. Uh, welcome to Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. Uh, I am Sean Hood. That is Dave Taylor. How's it going, everybody? How's it going, yeah. Alan? Thanks for watching. Thanks for joining. What up, Alan? Thank you for joining us right away, too. I'd say bright and early. It's not bright at all. It's not early. No, it's... no. We're doing great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, we're doing pretty good, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Greatly appreciate you being here. Um, it is Eat Sleep Podcast. We have a lot to do tonight. Um, <laughs> we are going to uh, say a quick goodbye to a legend uh, in professional wrestling, an absolute uh, bona fide Hall of Famer. Um, we are going to address some big happenings from wrestling this week. And also, I'm going to do something nice for Dave. And um, <laughs> I know nobody, nobody be shocked yet. People, people will argue about whether this is actually nice. Um, but I, I maintain that it's, 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 it's a nice thing. In any event, finally, the, the main course of the evening, the main event, if you will, uh, is going to be us discussing our preview for NXT War Games, which is going down this Sunday on the WWE Network, which costs how much a month, Dave? $9.99. That's right. $9.99 a month. You get access to things like the NXT War Games and yeah. then the upcoming WWE TLC pay-per-view. So that's always good stuff. Uh, and no, we're not shilling because we don't get any money from that. We're just telling you how you can watch them. So without further ado, let's get through the business here. We got lots to get through. First of all, the easiest thing to do all the time. If you want to stay up to date with everything we've got going on, eat, sleep, podcast, repeat, uh, at least in that nature. Go to FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. Right under the media tab, ESPR links you right to our most recent episode. And really, if we have anything crazy happening, I'm sure it will always get posted there. So keep an eye on that. Uh, other than that, you can find us on all your podcasting apps. Just search for ESPR Wrestling. Everywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. It helps us move up the charts and in front of more eyes and eat well. In ears. <laughs> and ears. Yeah, we, we appear in front of their eyes so they can click the button and then we go to their ears. So it's a process. Uh, and then if you want to interact with us, whether uh, it's when we're live like this or other times, social media is the way to go. Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on Twitter at ESPR99. If you're on any of those, make sure you like us, give us a follow. And make sure you turn on notifications because when we're live just like this, you will get notified, and you can jump on in like Alan right away and say hi. Alan must have notifications on or something because he got I guess, yeah. He, he, he like right away. So uh, <laughs> he must have his notifications on. So be like Alan. Alan's the cool guy. So that's that's. Well, I want a shirt. ESPR underneath says, be like Alan. I want to get a shirt made. <laughs> uh, he already may have left the video. <laughs> he may have. It's possible. If he did, then I'm going to change the shirt. On the back, okay. it'll say JK. Um, he said have a good night, so I think he did. Oh, possible. In any event, well, Jordan um, likes this. Uh, we got that. Uh, hey, we got that. Uh, also, we have. Um, <laughs> we got we got uh, people here. It's nice, awesome. Benjamin. Benjamin's here. All right, see, so be cool like these dudes. That works yeah. out for us. Uh, <laughs> and again, oh, you know, we talked about social media, but if we're ever not around, you want to interact with us and you want to make sure we get it. And it's just sitting there waiting for us, uh, like a babe at the door waiting for us that you've abandoned. ESPR at fm99.com. I don't know why I just talked about abandoning babies, but <laughs> that's a way to uh, shoot us your thoughts, your questions, your topics, your comments, your concerns, anytime, day or night, and we will be happy to get to them. Hello, Claire. Yeah, hi, Thank Claire. You for joining us. Got lots of people jumping and saying hi tonight. Appreciate it. So again, if you're here, by all means, say hi and chime in. We love to talk with you guys about what's going on. Without further ado, um, we're going to start the show off on a somber note. 
and we're going to take a minute to recognize uh, the loss of a uh, an icon in professional wrestling, in the sport of professional wrestling. Uh, a lot of people knew him from his days. I think a lot of people my age are familiar with him from the Attitude Area era when he was really linked to Vince McMahon with Gerald Briscoe as one of the Stooges. Um, yeah. But he did so much more than that. Uh, Mr. Pat Patterson, who has been responsible for so much over the years. He was the first ever Intercontinental Champion, which there's a debate on whether there was ever a tournament down in was it Rio de Janeiro. Is that where yeah, it was? Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. Yeah. Which they played up great, by the way, on their website years ago. It was April Fool's Day, but they had this long, drawn-out story and kept going and kept going. And like then the last page was kind of like, you know, as, as he talked about the tournament in great detail. That Yeah, that never really happened there's no proof that it ever happened um and then you know they've they've they have worked that forever um but he also was the guy who came up with the royal rumble yeah so with, without him we wouldn't have one of the big four pay-per-views of the year so that, that is amazing with that concept uh because i remember watching like the first royal rumble like not knowing just what it was at the time but usa mm-hmm. added on this was it wasn't on pay-per-view they they ran it against a uh, wcw or nwa event mm-hmm. at the time i forget which the event was um, and I thought, well, this is pretty cool, you know, and it's interesting because they tried to have a house show first because, you know, he, you know, because Vince didn't want to take the gamble putting it on TV, but I had this crazy idea. They didn't have the house show. People loved it. And here we are 30 years later. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Right. The yeah. concept itself is just so, so interesting. Um, the idea that, uh, you know, we're not going to do this a wrestling match necessarily, we're going to do something completely different. The objective, which really at a lot of places frowned upon this at the time, throwing your opponent over the top rope. Yeah. Um, that, that's literally the point of this, is throwing your opponent over the top rope. And you're going to do it a bunch of times. Um, the, fir- the, fir- the first one was for the WWE uh, Championship, wasn't it? No, no it was for money. It was for money. No, it wasn't even that. It was, no? just, it was just the one that was on television was just a uh, the one that Hacksaw Jim Duggan won. It was just, it was that's 20 right, men. yes. It was yep. 20 men. With the uh, with the two minute intervals and um, you know and you it was really interesting because the warrior was in it <laughs> you know before that is interesting to say the least you know he was the uh, the uh, you know intercontinental champion it was just kind of weird that they threw him in there uh, but you had uh, I mean you had the Hart Foundation in there Jake Roberts uh, Tito Santana I watched it a few times so I could run through probably all twenty guys the Bolsheviks were in it uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one man gang was the last guy uh, that uh, Duncan got rid of I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and play this out there I have not seen that whole rumble so um, it's, it's all right for the first one i mean obviously you know oh it, without it, a doubt it, you're it, watching it, it, it improved and you're watching it yeah. through the lens of time it's it's, it's absolutely i yeah. get it yeah i'm totally on board in it uh the bolsheviks so. wow wow that is quite wow man <laughs> that's that's a group of people all right yeah um but in any event uh it's it's great to see hi mom <laughs> mom checking in it, yeah. it's 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 great to see so many fond memories being shared of pat patterson now he's also remembered for being he worked behind the scenes forever yeah um and he i think at one point it was him vince and uh bruce pritchard doing pretty much all of the creative for wwe for a while and he was considered one of the best finish men uh in in wrestling uh he what? came up with the mo- the best finishes yeah which by which by the way yeah as a producer he was great and let's not forget he also was the referee for two main events of WrestleMania. Very important. The first WrestleMania, because that was Mr. T was in that match. And he was the guy that was calling, calling things. And also the Bam Bam Bigelow Lawrence Taylor match. He played a key part in that because he could help produce that match. So what you just mentioned with finishes, 
translates into that because he did a great job of those matches of internet classics, but they're much better than they deserve to be. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And he probably had a large part to do with that, uh, without a doubt. And I mean, words being passed in from all over the wrestling world, uh, Ric Flair saying a great wrestler. He and, uh, Ray was second to none, a fabulous mind, caring and thoughtful. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Always had a smile on his face, just to list a few of many. The last thing I can remember him saying to me is, she is so damn good, Ricky. Are you sure she's your daughter? <laughs> 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 Which I thought was nice. Uh, it was it was really great. Uh, Adam Pierce, we've seen featured a lot on WWE television recently. Uh, Godspeed, Pat Patterson, of everything being ever mindful of his incredible contributions to our industry. I'll miss his smile and sense of humor most. Whenever Pat was around, there were laughs, and I'll always smile knowing I was lucky enough to share a few with him. Um, Bully Ray talked about him being a genius with finishes and whatnot. William Regal saying how sad he was to hear about the passing. Uh, always helpful, willing to offer advice, funny and kind to me, a legendary career. I mean, it goes on and on and on. He he affected uh, so many people in professional wrestling that uh, I don't think you can talk to most people who have been involved in the business in the last 20 to 30 years and not at least on at least on a, a somewhat major scale. Uh, and yeah. have not in some way been influenced by something that Pat Patterson was working on or done or, and you know, an advice or something. And, and the fact that, you know, he still hung out there, you know, even as his role has changed over time. Uh, you know, he was there when Sami Zayn won the NXT championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Moxley and, and, uh, and Dynamite on Wednesday, you know, with the Going Banana tribute, which was mm-hmm. uh, the Pat Patterson line of, uh, you're not going bananas, but going banana. I don't know if that was one, one banana. <laughs> his French translation or whatever it was, but uh, yeah, that's where it just not understanding the the the, fr- <laughs> the colloquialism or whatever. But either way, uh, Pat Patterson, rest in peace. Uh, hearts go out to his friends and family uh, and his significant other who uh, he leaves behind. So uh, absolutely uh, rough loss for the wrestling world. But we're gonna take a moment uh, and do a uh, ten bell salute for Pat. And uh, now we wanted to talk to you guys about actually Dave, something Dave referenced just a minute ago, AEW from this last week. Uh, their, their whole thing, winter is coming or something. Winter is, yeah. winter is here, <laughs> whatever it was. It was all hyped up to be a big show. And I'm going to tell you right now, they delivered on the big show. Wow. They, yeah, more than I expected. <laughs> uh, I was genuinely, genuinely surprised with some of the stuff we saw on there. Which uh, these days is always one of the things AEW is good about for me is is surprising me with stuff. Now, is it always worth the surprise? No. <laughs> sometimes it's like, oh, didn't see that coming. Probably a good reason for that. But also, sometimes they blow me away. And this was a night where some of that happened. Um, but we'll discuss a lot of it. Uh, they had their Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal uh, at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, again, Miro looked really good. Um, he He got several eliminations in a row and whatnot. But I don't know what they're doing with him yet. He's still not really doing anything. Was it Tony Khan that like kind of like said that like like people, for people who are getting upset, like we got something for him, but like because people are like, what are you doing with them? It's like, well, we got something. We just don't have anything. Let me let me let me find his quote because I I felt like he was really defensive of uh, of Miro. 
Um, well, he did they, say Mel was treated like blank in WWE, so he did say that. Well, it was. I mean, no, most people aren't going to argue that after after his first like year or two in WWE, he on the main roster, he 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 didn't have a great uh, uh, run after that. Here's what he says. Samaro's going to be a big star here. It's really hard for people to come into AEW when you have a ranking system unless they come in at the start of a New Year's cycle. They didn't want to wait till January to bring him in. So, so there you go. Fair point. Um, although I've appreciated recently on TV how they've even called out their own ranking system for not making a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> but I'm glad I'm glad they've they've paid attention to that and actually acknowledged that they're they're aware that it's a complaint and you know, they're probably going to do something. Um, well, you think they'll get rid of it at the end of this year? I mean, because you know, it, it pigeonholes them in the certain situations, bringing guys in from other organizations what we're about to talk about. but It can. Um, I think one of the things that happens is, and I hate to do this because something we're going to talk about a little later is going to play into this as well, but one of my issues with impact over time has been they've taken guys who – had a long run with WWE and never quite did anything. And then they take them and feature them like they're big stars. And you're like, uh, they're not really doing it for me here either. There's probably a good reason they weren't big stars there. You know, yeah. um, the one thing that I'll say that AEW is a little bit better at is they do seem to be picking people that were the, the people that the internet at least, and I'm not saying that they weren't, but just the internet specifically was very high on, and really yes. felt like they never got their shake. Um, guys like uh, Pac, guys like Miro or Rusev in, in WWE, um, you know, people along those lines. They brought in Zach. They brought in uh, Matt Cardona. Excuse me, we we'll call him Matt Cardona for for a for a cup of coffee. But it doesn't seem to be a long running thing, which is fine. I'm fine with that. You use him once, you know, for a storyline with his friendship with Cody and everything, and then move on from it. Um, I think Wait, that the that, former Luke Harper. The former Luke Harper, yeah, who I again. These were all guys that people said were destined for so much more and never really got there. And so it's nice to see some of those guys getting chances. But I agree with you that it is dangerous to pigeonhole yourself in there. I mean, with the we've had three AEW champions now, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. The first one was a former WWE guy. <laughs> the second one was a former WWE guy. The third one is not. And I think no. that's that's big for them. He needs to have a good successful run with this because I, you do have to be careful not to become that, not to get that stigma because I've already seen the people complaining about the show on, on Wednesday being like, oh, well, if WWE did this, everybody would be up in arms, but because it's AEW, it's okay. I'm going to say this right now. I don't have a side. I'm not a WWE guy. I'm not an AEW guy. I'm a wrestling guy. I don't care. Show me something good, and I'll get excited about it. Yes, I, you know? I, I agree with you because it's so frustrating. Because like you know, AEW had a big ratings week, and it's like, well, it's not even a battle anymore. Oh, well, this was a big show that they hyped up. It goes the same way when NXT has their big show, and they happen to be by you know, and they're like, well, they only won because they they put the special on, or they had so and so from WWE was on the show. Yeah. Oh, no, without a doubt, and that's fine. But they're there, and it's their show. Yeah. And the point is, like, all right. I saw somebody say this earlier, and we're going to jump ahead to another big spoiler from the show. Um, so if you haven't watched that, you still plan on it, tune out, because this is a big spoiler for AEW Dynamite this week, this past week. Sting debuted in AEW Dynamite. Pretty cool debut as far as it goes. Big shock. Um, that coming. Huge shock. I had no clue. <laughs> the reports coming out was that nobody there knew Sting was there either. 
with the exception of the guys he was working with that night, um, which is very smart. Uh, and it was nice. And it was nice that AEW had some fans in attendance so we could hear a pop, a real pop. <laughs> it was it was there. <laughs> that mean, was kind of. Uh, I can't make fun of it. But. No, I mean, and it, you know, it's limited. They can only have so many people there and whatnot. So it's going to be. It's going to be what it is, but it was still nice to hear the excitement of the fans when Sting walked into AEW. Yeah. Now, he walked up. Not sure what he's doing, but he's there. Um, he signed a multi-year. Supposedly, Tony Khan called it a full-time multi-year deal. Now, does that mean Sting's wrestling every week? Not a chance. Not a chance does that mean that. Um, does it mean he'll wrestle some? Probably. Well, I'm from Meltzer... Because uh, I have to, I have to go turn the Meltzer source here. It, it seems don't roll your eyes. Uh, oh, I'm gonna hold on. Wait, I mean, for those for those of you watching, Sting okay. is not Sting is not there to wrestle. He is there to make appearances because he's a familiar name that goes back to the TNT. Because ma- they made it the big thing. You know, when he came out, we haven't seen Sting on TNT in like 18, 19 years. Oh yeah, what? A, yeah, I get that. I, I understand that. Screw Dave Meltzer. Um, he, I, I don't care what he says. I think there's zero chance they sign him to this big tra- contract, and he's never wrestling a match. I think there's, well, I, will, I think there's zero chance of that. I will say this: in 12 hours, he sold more merch in, in AEW than anybody else. Than they've ever sold, yeah, without a doubt. Without <laughs> and they're a doubt. not a t-shirt company, Sean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but look, do I think Sting's going to wrestle a bunch? No, I'll be stunned if he doesn't wrestle at least one match. In, in, in AEW, I, I will be stunned if he doesn't do at least one because he's done interviews recently where he's talked about his neck and he's in a much better place than he was uh, when things happened in WWE. Um, uh, Philip wonders if he's cleared to wrestle. Um, Philip, after watching Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, I don't think they care. Um, so I'm just gonna throw that out there. Uh, in any event, I do agree, with, uh, Jordan. I think Sting working with Darby could be really good. I think there could See, be a lot of potential. I, I like that. Put, put put him in that kind of role. I mean, if he has to wrestle, I mean, there, there needs to be a good reason, and it's got to be a tag match. It cannot be a one-on-one match with somebody. I mean, has, at, at this point, I, I look. I love you, Sting. You, you've been fun to watch for years, but you have no business being in the ring, even, even at WWE well, or wherever else. Doesn't matter where you are. We see, we say that, but we don't know that we haven't seen him in the ring. Last time I saw him in the ring, he was still he was still decent. He wasn't he wasn't bad. He was he was still able to be entertaining. So I'm like, but that was several years ago at this point. So you never know at this yeah. uh, here. But I'm with you. If he's gonna wrestle, I prefer it be a tag thing. But I'll say this: Sting has horrible history with tag partners, <laughs> especially on TNT. <laughs> so maybe not. But in any event, it was a cool pop. But anyway, I saw a guy say online. Because uh, the the ratings were something like nine hundred seventy or sixty or whatever thousand uh, fans or people watching or whatever, and the guy goes, "Oh, they had Sting and they couldn't still they still couldn't pop a million viewers, right?" Okay, first of all, was Sting advertised? I, I no. can swear that nobody knew he was going to be on, so that's not a factor, dummy. Um, secondly, everybody's ratings are down everybody's raw's ratings are in the toilet smackdown's ratings are pretty in the toilet okay um everybody's ratings are down during the pandemic it's a weird time it's hard for people to adjust to viewing wrestling like this and everything and it's going to be difficult not to mention the fact they've been around a year yes i understand that's a year but they're still developing that fan base the fact that they pulled just about a million fans when they haven't been averaging really anywhere near that during this pandemic was pretty good I, I was I saw it as a success for them, 
So I don't know why everybody's going to dump on them just because. It's like, dude, stop stop hating on them just because they're not your brand. Yeah. And just move on. Who cares if they had a better ratings night than NXT? It's cool. It's good for them. And it'll. Mo- I promise you it'll motivate Triple H and NXT because yeah. they, they don't act like they haven't counter-programmed to them before because they absolutely have. Yeah. By the, way, by the way, that's their highest viewership number since January 8th. And they're, they're, they're rolling average, if you will. The last 10 weeks, uh, they've been averaging uh, about 787,000. Okay. So they, they, they jumped up to, you know, a hundred to 200,000 people in this episode. Yeah. You know, with the advertised title match really selling the show. Um, yeah, that was one thing that we've been looking forward to since the advertising, which we thought was odd because we talked about this, I think off air, Mm-hmm. Uh, like wow, I can't believe they're not putting that match in the pay per view. But then it made sense. They needed a TV event because yeah. that's what you got to do nowadays. You have like NXT. You have to have these big events yeah. to you know create some buzz. And we should say the Sting thing came after the tag team match between uh, Brian Cage and um, uh, was it Brian Cage? No, it's it Darby Allen. No, Brian Cage was with them. It was it was Rick Starks and yeah, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, loving Powerhouse Hobbs is a bad guy. He's even doing those Scott Steiner push-ups. I like it. I like it. Um, Darby is always going to be somebody that people root for. He he's he's an underdog. Um, and I think Sting. What I want though is I want, I really want them to fight the urge to make Darby Allen a new Sting. Like I don't care that he paints his face in a similar vein or whatever. Don't don't go that route. What I need Sting to do is help Darby Allen be Darby Allen. I need to help him really tune into Darby Allen. I don't need him to teach him how to be a Stinger. Well, I'd rather have him more like a Sting than a Hardy because he won't have a long career if he keeps doing the stuff he does. So. That's fine. But I don't need him painting his whole face up like Sting, coming out in a long jacket, where using a baseball bat. I don't, I don't need a carbon copy of Sting for a new generation. It's like when they tried to make AJ Styles Ric Flair in, in TNA. It just didn't work. You just don't need that. Allow Sting to help Darby Allen really connect with the audience as Darby Allen. And then I'm with you. I agreed. I think a tag match with Darby Allen as his partner could be good. Could be really good. Um, And, you know, Sting could easily move into a managerial role there. Now, the other big thing that happened on this show, because that wasn't big enough. (laughs) um, There's another thing coming at all. We had a strong main event. Uh, the the title match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship, and it 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 was a good match, which had I hate to say this, <laughs> okay, the match ends. We, we, we spoiler alert again if you haven't seen it, pr- turn away. Um, Kenny Omega beats uh, John Moxley to become the new AEW champion. Now, he wins with the help of Don Callis, who has appeared there before. He's a friend of Kenny Omega's, and he's been on commentary and whatnot there before. But my problem is that after they win, they run, like, as JR would say, like, scalded dogs. Uh, he did um, say yeah, of course he did. Uh, <laughs> they ran, like, scalded dogs out of the building, and, and Marvez catches them outside as they're about to leave, a little too conveniently, but whatever. We're going to ignore that for now. And he says, you know, whoa, what's, what happened? What are y'all doing? And he goes, oh, we'll tell you on Tuesday. And he goes, what Dynamite's on Wednesday. And he goes, oh, no, Kenny Omega and I will tell you on, on Impact on Tuesday night on Access TV. And you're like, what? What? My mind literally blew up at that. Because I, I was like, what? It just happened. Like, it took me a second to process everything. I was like, did Don Callis just, like, forget where he was for a minute or something? Because he works over at Impact? Like, it was really weird. Um, I thought for a second when he said it. 
when he said Tuesday and Marvez said dynamite's on Wednesday in my brain, the whole thing paused and I went, Oh, Don Callis just forgot what night the show is on. <laughs> but then he says impact on access TV, clearly, you know, intentionally. Yeah. And I, I was, I was stunned by that information. Now here's my problem. We get a crazy, like, like, you know, overbooked finish with the, the ref bump and, or not the ref bump, the, well, um, the, the Don the Callis heater. interference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the heater on the outside. The Don Callis interference. He throws in the microphone. We get the, the crazy finish. And then they run away like that with this weird ending. And I'm thinking to myself, is it a coincidence that they just announced that they're working with Impact now? <laughs> because that's kind of something Impact's known for is these ridiculous endings to their matches. But yeah. it was still, the match was good. The ending was a little odd. But the whole thing to Impact is, is what? Because we know that AEW's had a working relationship with NWA, with uh, AAA, I believe. Supposedly, there's something with New Japan, maybe kind of, sort of looking to happen. Um, I don't know if they're going to look towards like Ring of Honor or anybody like that. But the idea that they're kind of working with all these companies, it's almost like, how do I explain this? It's it's not territory days, but it's almost no. like it, it's in a similar vein of they're all trying to work together and have you know the champions rotating to the different places and whatnot. While WWE is trying to shut everybody down. <laughs> well, it's like the, the super card in the 80s when it was AWA yeah. and world class and, uh, you know, NWA trying to put it on their shows. And then, uh, you know, somebody got stiffed in the paycheck and then they said, oh, we're just going to magically no show some shows. Um, so in uh, the business sense here, I mean, it, I, I think it's great. I mean, look, I mean, nobody's going to take down WWE. Let's, let's be honest. Many people no, like, no, oh, it's not. WWE, would, WWE has to shoot themselves in the foot at this point to make anything yeah. like that happen. They they yeah. would have to take themselves down. Now, yeah. could they could they see a a dip in 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 their profits and whatnot if this is successful enough? It's possible a dip, but they're not going to be overtaken. It's not going to happen. Everybody yeah. get that out of get that out of your heads right now because it's not going to happen. Could AEW slash with the Impact Alliance with NWA and this that and the other thing? Could it make it AEW a little hotter? of a product with the, with the buzz around it, depending on how they handle it. Yes. Impact wrestling was like the fifth or sixth search term um, on, on social media and whatnot that night after that happened, which is nuts. Nobody's talking about impact. And I'm not saying that to be mean impact just isn't getting with many, it, it reaching as many people as it used to. It's on access TV. Yeah. Yeah. Which has some great music stuff on there, but, but secondly, the only thing going on in impact was your favorite angle. I think of the year. Was the, uh, yes. Who <laughs> shot Johnny Bravo? which I'm going to throw it out there right now. It was the dumbest thing in the world, but I was just like, everybody else is doing their own thing. And impact is on a whole nother planet. They're just like, you know what? Forget it. We're not going to be the serious wrestling company. This is straight up Dallas. Like this is, this yeah. is nonsense. And I love it. Also, I have a huge crush on, on Rosemary. She's like the, the goth girlfriend. I'm a little afraid might hurt me, but you know, it's worth it. But, but, but I think it works now because, I mean, these organizations don't really have shows going on. I mean, Impact is taping, and I, maybe it's a couple of weeks out, or I don't know how far they're – what their schedule is. But they're they're in Florida, right? I, I believe so. So yeah. everybody's down there because it's a really the only place you can work. So it's convenient right now. I mean, you're not traveling. I mean, not that AEW is doing house shows anyway, but they do travel, you know, non-pandemic times with their pay-per-views. Yeah. So why not? I mean, you're not hurting the gate. you know. Agreed, yeah. Uh, you, you know, you, you share it, you, you get some crossover because maybe there's a guy that watches Impact is like, well, I haven't really thought about AEW. This is going on. Well, I'll watch this. I'll watch Impact. It, it's a win for everybody. NWA, I mean, let's be honest, is 
most of the time just a name at this point. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's great for them. I, I love seeing it. I know they've had some matches there that the pay-per-view with the women's title changed hand, but, uh, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, the biggest winners of this, the viewers. Absolutely. Absolutely the viewers. Uh, Philip asks, what if AEW and Impact Wrestling merge together? I mean, if that happened, AEW would have to kind of absorb Impact because AEW is not they're the they're the hotter product at the moment it wouldn't make sense the other way around yeah and, and, and impact as much as i hate to say this impact is such a damaged brand at this point um people who've been watching wrestling for a while hear the name impact and kind of scoff at it um What's but the shit? Will, they were a good number two years ago they, dude mean, there's there has been solid stuff on there to, to if you if you watch it there's been stuff there to watch for its entire run now sometimes there's been a little less of it than other times but <laughs> There's always been stuff there to enjoy. Um, it's still professional wrestling. There's still things there to enjoy, which by, which brings me to my next point. I have been watching more Impact Wrestling lately, but I'm trying to go back and watch some of the stuff I missed up in up recent points, um, and which means that I was like looking for places to watch this. Now, I could watch Twitch uh, on the app and and just hope that eventually they show me the right stuff because they just <laughs> rotate the same twelve things, or I go ahead and take the dive, pay the seven bucks, and get the Impact Plus app, and just watch their library on there. So that's what I did. I did the Impact Plus thing. I signed up for it, started watching some of it today, just because. Um, I was like, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little nostalgic for uh, AEW or not AEW before uh, uh, TNA here, and I went back and watched some of their early uh, the Asylum shows when they were a weekly pay per view way back in the day. Oh yeah, uh, 2002 I think is when it was started. Um, so <clears throat> that being said, Dave, I'm going to have to make sure I get you that login so that you can find some of this newer stuff they're doing on there, because I think they yeah. put the more recent episodes on there, uh, the week after they air. Wow. Oh, is this so, your gift to me? <laughs> yes, this is my gift to you, which is why I said some people would argue that it's a gift, but, uh, I maintain that it's, uh, it's, 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 it's some of it's worth checking out, especially some of the more recent stuff is actually worth checking out. They've got some really talented guys over there. Uh, Rich Swan. Uh, Willie Mack, uh, Eric Young is there. He's uh, he goes over there and immediately goes back to like top of the card, like really uh, killing it as a heel over there. Is that um, Sammy Callahan is ripping it up over there with, uh, by the way, with Ken Shamrock. Good, good for Ken. I didn't know Ken was still wrestling, but uh, yeah, but I've I've always liked him. His style is, you know, really different from anybody else in WWE at the uh, time when he was there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but. So, you know, there's there's some interesting stuff going on over there. And now with Kenny going over there, I'm really interested to see what this means for AEW, for Impact, and for all the people concerned on both shows. Because this is really, I'm, well, the thing I'm really excited about is the prospect of getting Rosemary over on uh, TNT. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Um, but really, I, honestly, I'm, I'm genuinely shocked by this by this outcome it makes me excited because it's like wow see this is the cool like anything can happen vibe that wrestling fans miss and and the cool part about this sean is that like we didn't get tipped off because sometimes like angles are happening and you know somebody's going to be there or you know so and so was spotted backstage i mean i've avoided i I try to avoid spoilers the days that pay-per-views are big events because i don't want to know that somebody's hanging out back there i mean if somebody said hey we saw sting back there would have completely ruined it yeah uh, um, you know, for those who, who get sucked into the spoiler. So kudos to everybody for, for making this happen on their wraps. 
Um, and my only my only problem with it, and you mentioned this, was just the announcer was too conveniently in the back. He yeah, should have been, run, been running out of the park or running out of the building, like following the camera guy. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've seen Marvez before. Um, I don't think he's chasing anybody. Um, but uh, and I don't mean that to be mean. I'm not either. I'm 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 gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna hide in that con- convenient spot right behind that semi truck so I can just kind of step out quickly and go. Hey, wait a minute. Um, I'm just I'm I'm blown away with this. And the cool thing about it is I have no idea what this means next. I genuinely don't. I I can't even sitting here speculating. I've been trying to think about it all day. And just speculating, I I can't come up with a scenario of what I'm with any level of confidence of what's going to happen. And I love that. I'm going to have to tune into Impact on Tuesday and genuinely absorb everything they say and do. So it's it's exciting. It's fun. Yeah. If this happened like in WWE where somebody says, I'm going to NXT with the title. And then like, you know, would it be just screwed up in two weeks i mean i mean they, they better do this right i mean because here, here's oh, a chance no, they, for you to make it the, right they can't blow this 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 has the potential to go great or horrible i don't know that there's a middle of the ground a middle ground here i i think it's either going to be great or it's going to i should it's great when i say great i just mean extremely entertaining i don't necessarily mean it's going to result in five-star storytelling and blah 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 but i just mean entertaining um, it's either going to be really entertaining or it's going to be a flop. That's the only way that I feel like this is going to go one or the other. I don't feel like something like this can be middle of the road and really be considered a success. Um, I, I, but I'm interested. Uh, this is, this is, this is big. This is, this is really, really big. Um, and it, it just, I don't know for me as a wrestling fan, anytime somebody can shock me with something like this and keep me completely guessing, uh, I'm pleased. And, and, I, and I don't mean like swerves for swerves sake. This is clearly going somewhere. They want to do something here, and I'm I'm excited for what it's going to be. I, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah, who I do feel bad for in all of this is Ring of Honor, who I felt like since the first event has just, uh, you know, which which is they're on now. I mean, they're doing empty uh, you know arena shows and stuff. They're doing a pure wrestling tournament and all this, but yeah, but they they've they they've really become a distant. Uh, They've almost fallen behind in the states, which is crazy to me. They've almost fallen behind like New Japan, yeah, and just, and and stuff. And you're just like New Japan isn't even like isn't even <laughs> on here. They don't even go here, and they're you know we're they're losing to them. But um, it's a shame because where they were in the wrestling, obviously a lot of those guys into the belts were, but man, it was so fun to watch. And it's yeah. just so fun to now, it's tough without the audiences, but this, these guys oh. I have to get used to. It's a lot of new names. But that's another thing I, I'm, I'm talking about because, like, AEW has fans in attendance. They have this, that, and the other thing. Um, Impact doesn't. They're in an empty, uh, like, almost sound studio type thing or whatever. And it's it's a vast difference. For, and that's why, like, I enjoy in some of the Impact stuff. But that's all, also why some of the Who Shot Johnny Bravo stuff and this, that, and the other thing was entertaining and easier to watch because I didn't need a crowd for that. It was done very cheesy soap opera style. It was done so it worked just as is. Um, some of the wrestling is, is a little weirder to watch because now other places have managed to include fans and, and whatnot somehow. Um, but they really haven't gotten with that on impact yet. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see the dynamic if there's a shift because of the fact AEW is now involved or if it's going to stay distinctly impact and it's just going to be a very different product. They should bring back the six sided ring. Mm. <laughs> I'm joke. I'm joking, but. But that made him different at the time. I mean, you know, I don't. Some I remember who was I talking to? Yeah, I was talking. I was in inter- a while back when I was on um when I was on my your wrestling show thing. 
And uh, I talked with somebody who said they hated that ring because it hurts so much more than the typical wrestling ring uh, because of how tight it is because all the corners, because everything's yeah. pulled so tight. And he said it hurts so much more than a regular wrestling ring. And so the idea of going to a four-sided ring was like heaven, you know? <laughs> so, but I mean, the six-sided ring was interesting to say the least. It it, it, it definitely, it, when I first, I remember when I first started watching TNA back then, um, I was like, what? And it took me a little while to get used to. But once I did, you know, it, it was fine. It was like anything else. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I'm going to watch, you know, Lion's Den matches and Inferno matches and, and swamp, <laughs> swamp fight matches oh, yeah. and, and yeah. whatnot between people, I, I can watch a six-sided ring. So in any event, so yeah, AEW, big, big happenings there. Really excited to see how that all goes. Uh, if you guys have any thoughts, you send them to us. Let us know what you think is going to happen, what's going to go on. Uh, but we are now moving on to the main part of the episode here, which is our preview for NXT War Games. I wish I could say it like William Regal. War Games! Like with his British accent. He <laughs> says it's great every single time. You know it's coming from a mile away. It's telegraphed, and it's always great. Which is weird, because when he announced it this time, I was just kind of just not paying attention, and he announces it like, oh, man. And, and he just screamed at you, War Games, Dave! War Games! <laughs> well, we, and we'll get to that match uh, later on, but we'll run through the card here. It's a five-card uh, show, because obviously two of them are going to be uh, some long matches. I was going to say, there's there's two war games matches so it's, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be interesting so yeah first now, match wait, last year last year didn't the women open the the war games thing i think that's what it was with or uh, did the, they close the i don't remember might, i think they were closing with like shana's team and uh, i think you might i think you might be right actually i think the i think the women closed last the, year. the women's match last year was a stronger match which leads uh, me to believe that this year the men will probably close I, yeah and, and i think giving what what that match is i think it has to. i think yeah i think so too i think which, they're the oh, hotter angle at the moment but that match is just it, the angles is way too hot yeah agreed so, so yeah we got the uh, first match uh we got timothy thatcher versus a uh, tomasa Chapa. um I'm going with Ciampa here. Uh, I'm just—I mean, really, I don't—I don't know who's going to win this one. I could see Thatcher getting a win, but it—it it would be weird because Thatcher is a submission guy, and it would be weird seeing Tomasa tap out. Now he could pass out in a hold, but that's your way out of that is if Tomasa passes out. But I think Ciampa's still kind of new back, and Thatcher's not doing a ton at the moment. Uh, I think he might—I think he might lose to Ciampa on this one, especially. Uh Law of reverse momentum. Thatcher got the uh, had the upper hand on Wednesday, so I'm going with Champa. There you go. I, I think Champa. Uh, I'm going to pick him because he kind of needs the win. I mean, because was it uh, one or two shows ago? Was it Damian Priest or who who destroyed him on the pay per view? You know, it was almost like a squash match. I forget who he lost to, but it's just like, oh man. Right now, I'm going to look that up. But uh... lost. Oh no, that wasn't. When was that? The only squash. Was... I, the only squash I can think of with him losing was. Um... Carrying Cross, and that was several months back. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, he's carrying Cross, but it just felt like. Yeah, but this is him coming back after that. Yeah, he yeah, he so was I'm, gone for a little while and came back, cool. and he uh, he, it, he he beat the hell out of um. Uh, was it Velveteen Dream? Is that who he beat up? Yes, yes. Yeah, so I mean, like he's got to win, but I agree with you. I think he needs it more than Thatcher does at the moment. Just yeah, I, and I don't I don't mean that to be me, but like Thatcher just doesn't feel like he's doing anything. So it's no, like no, why I mean, why heat him up? Yeah, I mean, he had a good match against Finn Balor a couple of shows ago, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not doing a whole lot. Uh, this match should be fun. Uh, it should be interesting. It, it better, I think, than the, uh, what they had around Halloween Havoc. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I'm, I'm going with Loomis on this one 
they seem to really be high on that guy. And um, he has had been pretty, he's been pretty consistent. I say pretty consistently because I know he's, he's, he's lost one or two, but he's been pretty yeah. consistently winning. Um, so I feel like, I feel like he might still pick up the win over Cameron Grimes. I, it's weird because I don't know how much a loss like hurts him on Grimes almost to me. Like Lewis is, is a guy that like I'm surprised Vince hasn't said, I need you because that is a piece. Uh, he, please he, don't. He's the most WWE guy that they have in NXT. Is yeah, which is why I want him to stay the hell away from there because the only reason he's working is because Vince doesn't have control of him. He's he's not gonna work. He's not gonna work when he gets to the main roster. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be so bad when he's on the main roster. Like some of the stuff he does now borders on a little too ridiculous. And the or whatever uh, was, it, was that with the eye? Yeah, but if he if he goes up to the main roster, dude, it's gonna be times ten. I. Uh, but he's but he's still to me is the most WWE guy they have. Um, I oh yeah, you're, you're right. I I'm going with Cameron on this. Um, I I I just uh, I don't feel uh, like uh, that uh, that I think a loss doesn't really hurt Dexter because Dexter can destroy him afterwards and everything else. So. Oh, what up, Casey? Thank you for listening all the time. We appreciate it. Yes, now you can put a, uh, faces with the voices. Sorry, we do indeed have faces <laughs> for radio. Yes, that's yes. the way it is. Um, but so I'm going Loomis. You're going Grimes. It's fine. Yep. Uh, NXT North American Championship Triple Threat match. Uh, Leon Ruff, your defending champion, versus mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. I think Leon picks up the win. I think so too, but I, but I think it's one of those, and I don't want to say like it's like a Lana thing, but it's uh, where somebody gets destroyed and then uh, and then Ruff gets the uh, the win. Um, I I think Ruff will definitely have an underdog style of victory, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be like Lana. I think it'll be, I think it'll be more more him actually scoring a win than anything he may wait for the opportune moment and score it um yeah. and it may be like kind of out of nowhere you know this that and the other thing and it'll they'll be like oh what an upset they'll they'll scream that i'm sure um but i'm thinking maybe what ends up happening here is damian priest lays out gargano and then rough pins priest somehow that that would be shocking how long does leon hold the title if he if he if he retains here i mean how long can they run with this seriously it depends on how much character they're going to start giving him. If they're going to, if they're really going to start developing him and give him some meaningful time on the mic and uh, storylines, then I mean, it could, you could hold it for a little while. Really, Priest and Gargano don't need it at the moment. No, they don't. No, those guys don't need the title. And I, what I kind of like when he won it was like I thought that would remove you know Gargano and Priest from the title, let them do their feud, and then Ruff can fight somebody else. But maybe maybe this is the transition. Ruff wins, and then these guys will do their own thing, and he's going to fight somebody else. Maybe. Maybe so, but either way, I'm going with rough retaining this one. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, this, uh, the two big matches I'm looking forward to, uh, we'll do the women's match first for the, right. uh, the, oh, you want to say, say it? What kind of match it is? Oh, it's for war games. You gotta, you gotta get, we get William Regal never says it like a normal person. He always has to scream no. at everybody. Um, do we know, is EO officially on team Shotzi now? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, so that happened that happened uh Wednesday with uh so yeah, it's Shotzi, Ember uh, and uh Shirai versus uh Team Candace, Candace Lorray, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez and Tony Storm. Well, man, what what a group of heels. Oh, I think it the, the the pairing on both sides I think is fantastic. Absolutely. Um this is loaded with talent. Um it's it's I mean you get Candace Lorray, Dakota Kai who have been probably two of the top heels on this brand. For the yeah. last several months, Raquel Gonzalez, who's been a great like power heater type character for Dakota Kai, and uh, Tony Storm, newly heel, digging it. 
Um, but I'm wondering if she can really prolong a heel run because people really want to like her. So yeah. we'll have to see how she makes that work. But so far, so good. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Every I don't know anybody who doesn't love Shotzi. Um, I'm a little concerned because Shotzi has a reputation for being, we'll say Jeff Hardy-ish in her matches. Um, well, Mitch, but she she is I mean, her character the development in the last what's what's probably since the Rumble. Yeah, I, I've been loving it. She's been great. She, she yeah, I'm just concerned because she has a habit of being a little Hardy-ish in her matches. And um, really scaring people with some of the, the bumps she does and whatnot. And um, I don't see that getting any better in a war games kind of match. Well, as long as she doesn't do anything where she hits her head in the back of stairs. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Here's the thing. I can't guarantee that with Shotzi. I, I don't know. Well, um, to the, uh, the Hardy um, spot from Monday. Yeah, with uh, Elias. Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah, because that feud. Come yeah. on. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, but you got Rhea in this. You got Io Shirai. You got Ember Moon back from injury, which I'm happy to see her. Who are all great? Who are all great uh, performers? I mean, this is going to be Ember's been really, really like I don't know what the word is. Um, like energetic, um, uh, motivated, or whatever since she came back. Uh, yeah. So she's looking really good. So I'm looking forward to that. Io's always stellar. Rhea's always stellar. So that's no shock there. Um, this should be a fantastic match. That being said, who wins? Uh, as much as I want it to be Team Shotzi, um, I think it's going to be Team Candice. I'm going to go with Team Shotzi for this. Although the heels on this team could probably use the win, I can see Rio we, we Cal Gonzalez powering somebody. Although I'm going, I'm going the eight. She's you know at the lower level of importance right now with the other ladies. But mm-hmm. uh, the only reason I see this going that way is because. Last year, Rhea and Candice essentially won that thing two on four. So they're going to be telling that story through this because they're on opposite teams this year. Um, And it it ends up kind of making me think, I mean, Rhea could win again, but I'm not sure what that does for her. Candice has not had a lot of victories recently. Dakota as well is is a great heel, but she's kind of hovering at the moment. I feel like those two in particular need the win to kind of keep them hot as heels and Tony just taken off as a heel. I feel like she might need it as well. Um, especially with if whoever, whoever wins this year could make a strong case and challenging EO for her title coming out of it. That, that is true. I mean, all these women are, are, are contenders, which, which I tell you what best wrestling scene for the ladies right now is happening in NXT. Oh, without a doubt. In NXT, no, no question anywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm going to go team Shotzi. Uh, but I think I'm looking forward to this. It should be a fun match. Yeah. Absolutely. And it should be now, crazy. Don't get me wrong. I want Team Shotzi because Io Shirai is on my fantasy team. Ah, so okay. I want Team Shotzi to win, but I just don't think they're going to. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one match left in the card. Ah, yes. You mean. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. The Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish versus Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lurkin in War Games! This, I have to admit, this is like the when, when really Rigo said those two words, which are... War Games! <laughs> I, I was I like a little kid over. me. <laughs> don't, 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 you know, you're losing, your eyes are bulging there. I do. You got to get into it. I, I was like, like a kid on Christmas. I was so happy because I was, I wasn't even thinking it was war game season. I was just casually watching the show, 
and it gets announced, and I'm like, holy crap, it's like that time of the year. Like, how, like how have they not been paying attention? Ah, it's war games time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Which, again, is another thing WWE or NXT does so much better than the main roster, where they do kind of have these established shows where you're guaranteed to get this kind of match, but they're so much better at making it organically feel like that kind of match is called for. Yes, yeah, there's a reason to have this match. Oh, we're just going to have Hell in a Cell because, uh, well, it's the pay-per-view, and uh, here's here's two guys that were just starting a feud. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll just throw it in there and see what happens. I always think of, like, Shane O'Mac and uh, Kevin Owens, where it's like, well, in the beginning of a feud, this is this is the, how you blow off a feud. Look, look, how, look how angry William Regal is right now. Look how, look how angry he is. <laughs> he's he's got to yell at everything. What games? Every time. Um, in any event, uh, it's it's... It's gonna it's gonna be a fantastic match. I mean, Pete Dunn, Pete Dunn, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan are all fantastic performers. Pat McAfee, he's only been in one match, but boy, did he outperform what anybody thought he was gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Go watch his match against Adam Cole if you haven't seen that. If you have not seen Pat McAfee versus Adam Cole, stop what you're doing. We're not gonna wait, but stop what you're doing and go watch that match on the WWE Network, which only costs what, Dave? $9.99. $9.99. That's right. $9.99 a month. Watch four games. Again, it's not it's not shilling. We don't get paid. Um, Pat McAfee and Adam Cole. Nobody expected Pat McAfee, former NFL kicker, to really be great. Like he's an athlete, so we expected a certain level of, of decent yeah. out of him. But he goes in there and has what ends up being a fantastic match with Adam Cole. And yeah, there are bells and whistles in it and whatnot. And you know, but wow, did he over deliver. Like, he did, yeah, because I thought it was going to get gimmicky at first because he had everybody coming out, uh, yeah, you know, and they sent him to the back. And he's a guy that takes wrestling seriously. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it because sometimes these athletes come in, and it's like, well, okay, you know. But and another thing I wow. appreciated was that when he, like, if he went for strikes or something like that, like, don't get me wrong, not all of them look perfect, but he looked like he was trying with them. You know yeah. what I mean? They didn't, look, they didn't look super fake, you know, but he looked like he, the effort was there and he, man, the intensity was there. And I got to tell you, I'm of all eight guys in this match. I think I'm looking forward to Pat McAfee in it the most because I want to see how he does. Dude, this guy's not a wrestler. Okay. He is not a wrestler. He's had one wrestling match against Adam Cole and had a great match. His second match, guys, his second match is in war games. What? <laughs> That blows my mind. I can't. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. Um, I, you know, and I, I'm looking to see if he does anything crazy because because that's what's going to get people talking. I mean, by the way, can we not have I, one thing I do not want to see between this match and the women's match is the Tower of Doom spot? Can we oh, well, not see no, the Tower no, of Doom? no, you're going to get it. You're going to get it, Dave. It's going to happen. Just I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to be okay with it right now because it's absolutely going to happen. I would almost take a longer entrance over a a tower. Oh, almost, he would almost <laughs> take a longer entrance than uh, the. Oh, Jeffrey, with the question of the night, the real question is who's jumping off the cage? I got to tell you, I think it might be Pat McAfee. That that's my pick in that team. Uh, that or it's Pete Dunn because he does crazy stuff too. But uh, sometimes whose fingers my, is he going to pull apart? You know? <laughs> my thought process is it's going to be Pat McAfee, or I could see it being Kyle O'Reilly because they're really big on him right now and they're trying to kind of push him as a singles guy. So I could see them giving him a big moment. I could see it on that team. Yes. So my those are my those are my choices for off the cage. Pat McAfee, Kyle O'Reilly. Those are the choices there. Um, in, in the Tower of Doom, I guess we're going to get it. 
<laughs> but overall, who wins the match? Uh, I want to say Undisputed Era. But then at the same time, I'm like, Adam Cole won his match against Pat McAfee. Do McAfee and them now get one up on them? I'm going with Team Pat on this. Just, just what Team Pat has been going. Yeah, I mean, it has seemed like they've had a lot more momentum the last few weeks. Yeah, with everything going and the attacks and everything. But uh, let, let, let this roll right now, because you know, because then they can move on to somebody else or you know do some other type matches with these guys. But uh, not speed Air doesn't need to win this. I mean, they just need to stay together. Don't break them up. Um, here's the thing. I'm te- I'm tempted to be- to go with you on that one and say Team McAfee. But if I do that, then I want to change my answer in the previous one and say Team Shotzi. Because <laughs> I don't think both War Games matches are going to be won by either the heel team or the face team. I think one's yeah. going to be won by one and one's going to be won by the other. Just, um, it's just kind of my logic with Shotzi and, and uh, right. And so you Shotzi. picked Shotzi and Pat McAfee. I'm going to pick uh, I'm going to pick Candice LeRae's team and Undisputed Era. Okay, fair enough. That way we've got it covered. We're right no matter what. <laughs> So that's I how it works. I think we agreed on like all but like one match, or we agreed with the. <laughs> or we well, no, we disagreed. I was going to say we only agreed on one match. Yeah. Yeah, with Leon Ruff, which is which we have you know a thirty three percent chance of. Oh wait, no! Didn't we both agree on Champa too? Yes. Yes. Okay, so two matches out of five. That's still failing. So is what it is. Yeah. In any event, that is it for this week. Thank you so much for everybody that joined us. Can't wait to see the show that is happening on Sunday night. At uh, 7 p.m., I believe, on Eastern Time on the WWE Network, which costs how much month, Dave? $9.99. That's right. War Games! War Games! On the WWE Network. Seriously, there's a lot of good stuff happening in wrestling this week between that and uh, figuring out what's going on with AEW and Impact on Impact Wrestling this week on Tuesday nights. So, everybody, please do your homework and buy your homework. I mean, watch wrestling this week (laughs) because we got a lot to talk about next week. Which, by the way, if you want to be with us next week, lots of ways to do that, starting with the social media where you are right now on Facebook.com slash ESPR99 or the Twitter at ESPR99. And you can, that's not the right one, Dave. And you can (laughs) follow us on there, turn on your notifications so you can be notified when we go live. Uh, Other than that, you can email us all the time, ESPRFM99.com. If you watch the pay-per-view, go ahead and send us your thoughts. What did you think of the show? What did you think of NXT War Games? Um, we want to know how, what your opinion of it was, what you rated it. Uh, same thing with uh, Impact Wrestling. If you're going to watch that, we want to know your thoughts. Let us know on social media, email us, something. Let us know. We want to know. And if you don't happen to be live with us, make sure you always find us on our major podcasting apps. Search us, ESPR Wrestling. Super easy. We'll come right up. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review. We greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. You can go over there right under the media tab, ESPR Makes it really easy to find our most recent episode all of the time. And while you're there, you know what? Maybe check out the uh, the, the other tabs on the, the websites because there's some cool stuff going on there, too. Contests and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, go check out FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. Anyway, just wink, wink, little 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 hint there. There's a terrible wink, Dave. So, <laughs> until, uh, did you want to talk about that or... Uh, you mentioned that, yeah. Jeffrey asking when uh, blood and guts is going to happen. Well, I don't know when is blood and guts going to happen. Uh, that is the next event. Um, did it in March of last year or this year? So probably March. Uh, they haven't announced the date yet. Did it happen though? Yeah, it happened in March this year. I don't remember it. Did, but did it? But did it happen or did it get canceled? Oh, you know, it was postponed. That's right. It was. Yeah. 
that's right. Take that back. I'm pretty sure it got postponed. So, I mean, really, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, that show, that show is probably not going to happen until there's a crowd again. And that could be easily, you know, beyond next March. Yeah. You know, before that ends up happening again. I mean, with any luck, the world will start getting back to some kind of normal in 2021. uh, And we'll hopefully start seeing some crowds return in 2021. But everybody just be patient. Enjoy the wrestling while we have it. And uh, make sure you just keep watching it and everything because we can't go to it right now. So you got to stay involved somehow and just keep yourselves yeah. entertained and safe. Everybody stay safe as well, uh, especially uh, with the flu season now kicking into high gear. Everybody be careful as well. So take care of you and your loved ones. We'll be back next week. Hope to see you here then or at least talk to you because you're seeing us. It's not the other way around. That'd be creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not it's not the uh, performance center. What, what, what do they call it? The Thunderdome. Yeah, that'd be kind of weird. No, that would be kind of weird, but also a little cool if we just have people's faces like peppering the screen. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah, that would be. It would be kind of cool. I don't think we can make that happen. Anyways, we're rambling. We're getting out of here. So tune in with us next week when we'll be reviewing NXT War Games and what's happening with AEW and Impact. So there's going to be a lot of talk, a lot to talk about then as well. Uh, again, Eat Sleep Podcast repeat. I guess that just leaves us with if, you know, if you're not going to be here next week, listen to us later. Do whatever you want. Just remember to Eat Sleep Podcast and repeat. Good night, everybody.